Oh, I am the ghost of Cosmere yet to come. Let me show you the future of this fantasy novel series you love so much. Oh god, hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the World Hopper's Guide to the Cosmere. I'm your host, Arian, and this week we are going to be taking a look at the future of the Cosmere. What do we have to look forward to in the next 10, 20, 30 years of Brandon Sanderson goodness? Uh, we're going to break it all down here. Spoilers ahead for the entirety of the Cosmere, and uh, yeah, let's get to it. Oh. So, starting off here at the very nearest Cosmere story that we have to look forward to, we've got Stormlight 4, The Rhythm of War. Following the flashback point of view of Eshenai, this story takes place about a year after the events of Oathbringer, and will serve as more of a separated journey for our main characters, a little more like the Way of Kings than like Words of Radiance and Oathbringer. We're not totally sure what it will entail, and there's too many Stormlight plot threads to summarize in one episode, so needless to say, it'll follow our heroic Radiance in the battle against Odium, and now possibly the Diagram, and all that good stuff. Let's move on to The Lost Metal, the capstone book of the Wax and Wayne Mistborn stories. 300 years after the event of the first Mistborn trilogy, Waxillium Ladrian's adventures bring him into contact with the Southern Scadrians, and also into conflict with the Set, who follow the mysterious entity known as Trell. I have a feeling this story will fill out some of the key details about the mechanics of Allomancy and the new metals we've been exploring, and possibly provide an answer to the question of Trell and its Cosmere-wide significance as well as a little more information about the whereabouts and activities of Kelsier, aka the Sovereign, after he managed to survive in Mistborn's secret history. Stormlight 5, tentatively called Stones Unhallowed, rounds out the first Stormlight arc, following the flashback point of view of Zeth, Sun Sun Valano, Truthless of Shinovar, and will follow close on the heels of Rhythm of War, and will probably be the biggest climax we've seen, possibly ever, in the battle against Odium. We don't know how or where the status quo will be by the end of the story, but it'll be some kind of ending. And we'll have about five years break before we see the second half of Stormlight even start. So we'll have some new stories in the meantime. Along the way, floating in various places, we have three Stormlight novellas that Brandon has mentioned and hopes to put out. A Lopen novella that takes place between The Way of Kings and Wards of Radiance, a rock-centered novella that takes place after Oathbringer, and Wandersail, a story that follows Risen the Thalen Merchant, who becomes paralyzed in Words of Radiance and eventually gets her own ship, the Wandersail, in Oathbringer. These stories hopefully pad out kind of the the in-between portions of Stormlight, uh, and, and definitely the rock story is, as Brandon says, important to understanding what his journey is after Oathbringer, and probably goes into his return to his homeland, which as we know is currently being sort of attacked by Moalak the Unmade. In addition to all of this, the eventual release of White Sand Volume 3 will wrap up the White Sand comic adaptation, though I admit to not knowing a great deal about that world or story. I need to pick it up eventually, but that's, that's a place where I haven't done a whole lot of research. But let's go ahead and look at the five-odd year break in between Stormlight 5 and the beginning of Stormlight 6. During this break, we can expect to return to some more worlds that we've seen before, including Cell, the home of Elantris. The sequel will likely follow Adian, the Elantrian with a form of autism who was integral to the climax of the first book. It revolved around Adian and his family, 
Kian, Deora, Kaisei, and Deorn, with Raiden and Serene taking a back seat. We also know that Shai, the protagonist of The Emperor's Soul, will possibly have a role, and uh, the story will explore the development of Dakor and their interaction with the door, and it will center around the capital of Fjordel. We don't know the name of that city at the moment, because the name of the city will be the title of the book. We know that the original Elantris book occurs very early on in the Cosmere timescale, relative to stuff like Mistborn and Stormlight, so the sequel and its possible threequel would probably involve characters who uh, might still be kicking it in future stories. Shy comes to mind. In addition, this book is apparently important to some Cosmere-wide questions, and it needs to be written before the third Mistborn trilogy. There is also a potential third Elantris book that was mentioned in the State of the Sanderson 2014 as needing to be written before Mistborn Era 3, but it's been five years and there haven't been any other mentions of that book, so we don't know if that's happening. Following the Elantris sequel, we get the entire third Mistborn trilogy. Described as a 1980s Tom Clancy-esque techno-thriller that involves Kelsier, the protagonist will likely be a terrorist woman who is a programmer and a necroburst misting. With the first book following an Alamantic SWAT team tasked with taking out a Mistborn serial killer. I'm very curious to see what role Kelsier, aka the Sovereign, will play in this future of the Cosmere, and how he lost an eye, and whether he ever gets off Scadrial, and hopefully this series will answer that, we will have to see. The Dust Brigade is a novel set on Threnody, the setting of the novella Shadows for Silence in the Forest of Hell. On this world, most of civilization has left the continent known as the Homeland because it has been taken over by something called the Evil, while the smaller continent deals with the Forest of Hell, which is no picnic either, as is populated by the ghost-like figures known as Shades. The Dust Brigade would follow a group returning to the Homeland and taking on the Evil, with the opening scene involving their ship wrecking and people washing up on shore. This group will become relevant later on in the Cosmere for unknown reasons. Another potential story we'll see in this break is the sequel to Sixth of the Dusk. Dusk is a trapper on the planet First of the Sun, which uses AVR birds that have a connection to the Cognitive Realm, and the first follows his exploration of the island Pachi, and the first contact with the ones above, spacefarers from another world. The sequel, if it ever comes out, would follow Dusk as he explores Shadesmar during the Space Age of the Cosmere. As of May 2019, this book is still on the shortlist for potential stories to be written when Brandon has the time, but there's no set promise or deadline. Also interesting during this period is the planned sequel to Warbreaker titled Nightblood. This would pick up the story of Vasher and Vivenna, most likely, as well as the titular Sword. What makes this curious is the fact that, if you've read the Stormlight Archive, those three characters are in very different places from where they ended Warbreaker. Vasher is pretending to be an ardent swordmaster on the Shattered Plains, while Vivenna doesn't seem too happy with him as she searches for him. Meanwhile, Nightblood somehow passes through the Honor Spren City in the Cognitive Realm, the Night Watcher, and also the Herald Nail, and then in the hands of Zeth Sunsun Volano. So the question of how we got there is key, as well as the questions of what happened to all of Nalthus with the return of Susabron and Ciri. Plus, the final of the Five Scholars, Yesteel, is still out there. However, with all this said, Nightblood is actually relatively low priority. It's one of the stories that is most likely to be on the chopping block if there comes a time crunch, as the contents aren't central to our understanding of the Cosmere's overall story, and therefore we don't know when this book would come out, if at all. The second half of the Stormlight Archive will take place around 15 to 20 years after the first half in World, following the flashbacks of Renarin, Lyft, Shalosh, Tan, and Yasna, 
and we'll delve deeper into the question, what happened to the Heralds? As opposed to the first five, which dealt with what happened to the Radiance. Again, we don't know where the world will be by this point, so it's hard to say more beside the fact that the books can't come soon enough. These books will probably start coming out about five years after Stone's Unhallowed uh, in reality. So whatever books Brandon can fit in those intervening five years of the ones we talked about are going to be the ones that we get. The Dragonsteel sequence is probably my most hyped storyline, though. We're not sure when it's coming, but uh, this sequence of stories, which will be anywhere from three to seven books long, takes us back to the shattering of Adenalsium itself. The first two stories, at least, would be from Hoyd's point of view, and take place on the planet Yolin. They would be called the Liar of Partnell and the Lightweaver of Wren, and they would reveal a huge amount of the backstory of Hoyd and the Cosmere in general. Yolin has three species, humans, dragons, and the mysterious Shodel, and there's all sorts of tantalizing tidbits about life pre-shattering, but no word on when this story would be completed. Brandon tried writing The Liar of Partnell a few years ago, but it ultimately didn't work. Last we've heard, he's going to try a first-person retrospective version in the style of the Kingkiller Chronicles, told by Hoyd, which sounds absolutely fabulous. The next books, if the plan hasn't changed, would be set 500 years afterwards, starting with one called The Eternal War, and introducing the characters Jarek, Riala, and Batchor. Beyond that, there's a couple of smaller books that may or may not be around. Uh, there is The Silence Divine, a novella that would take place on Ashen, the planet where humanity originally resided in the Rosharan system. It might involve the Dawn Shards, but would definitely have a magic system that involves gaining magical powers from pathogens. There is an untitled novella set on Silverlight, the human city in the cognitive realm where the 17th Shard is based, and there's the mysterious Aether of Night, which is non-canon and Brandon has definitely tried to keep sort of hidden since most of the elements have been cannibalized, but we do know that it involves ethers, a ethers or aether. So I would not hold my breath on that or what it's about. Most of the elements have been put into other works. But to wrap up the entire Cosmere arc, this however many 50-odd years it'll be, Mistborn Era 4 is the series that will wrap up the entire saga. Centering around Hoyd, this story is effectively the last thing chronologically both in-world and out-of-world in the entire Cosmere, and involves faster-than-light space travel powered by Allomancy. This story will also involve the Imians from Roshar, and possibly the Iriali as well. Brandon isn't totally sure where he'll ever get to finish these books, but the plan is currently for them to be the grand finale, a full transformation of Mistborn from epic fantasy to space opera, and a capstone to the entire Cosmere. So... There we go. I'm definitely most excited for finishing Stormlight, for anything involving uh, Hoid, Dragonsteel. I love that. Those are definitely what I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about that. Um, but yeah, that's going to wrap up this episode of the World Hopper's Guide to the Cosmere. I just wanted to say I was recently on an episode of uh, the Sandersonian Institute of Cosmere Studies, a lovely podcast uh, that you guys should definitely check out, though... Odds are good that if you're listening to this, you also know about that show, but it doesn't matter. Uh, that episode, uh, it was on Twitch, so it will drop on YouTube sometime in September, but in the meantime, I recommend you check out all of their episodes. They're currently going through Oathbringer at the moment, and uh, yeah, the Bill, Amy, and Jordan are some, some lovely folks, lovely community. Uh, you should check them out, Patreon, whatever all the good stuff is. 
yeah. Also, while you're at it, you may as well leave a um, iTunes or whatever review for this show if you enjoyed it. Uh, it helps me out as I try to figure out where we're going from here. Um, but yeah, uh, I just want to say thanks to Kevin McLeod for the outro music. Uh, thanks to the 17th Shard for all of its information. And thanks to you for listening, and I'll see you next time.